Howdy, fans! You're listening to Lightning Power Play Live. Left circle, Stamkos. Holds, holds, shoots, scores! Stamkos! Again! The latest lightning news, interviews, and more. Wow. With your host, Greg Linelli. That's great, folks. That's great right there. On Lightning Power Play. Boy, did I take a lot of tweets last night regarding this Lightning team and how upset some of you that they have not been able to put together a string of wins consistently and climb the standings in a very positive way. And we're going to get into that today here on the show because I think it needs to be addressed. I think there are still a lot of people out there who are looking at this team with the glass half empty. And that's your prerogative. I'm not going to try and convince you that that's not the way you should feel. I mean, obviously, you guys watch the games just as as much as I do. And you're going to form your own opinions, and that's fine. But I think there are some real interesting questions we need to ask when it comes to this Lightning team that maybe will provide you with some answers that help you maybe not change your opinion, but at least look at things a bit differently. And hopefully we'll do that here on the show tonight. Jason Collimore is going to be joining me in segment two. I'm going to get his thoughts on what he sees happening with this team. Can you continue to say you're playing well when you're losing certain games that you shouldn't? Does that message become old? Does it become tiresome? Does it fall on deaf ears? Or is it a situation like last night where they played really well, they're not necessarily disturbed by the results, they feel like they're doing the right thing, and eventually they'll be rewarded, and so far the confidence is still pretty high. We'll talk to Cully about that. And I think for me the question of the day, at least this is where I want to go with the show tonight, because I didn't think Vasilevsky was great yesterday. I've said it as much, and you've heard me on the show a number of occasions, say that I think Vasilevsky is the best goaltender in the game, not playing like it this year for sure. In fact, uh, former Lightning goaltender Ben Bishop, you can make a case, is the best netminder in today's game right now. Although Brian Engblom brought up a great point that the majority of Ben Bishop's starts this year have come at home, not on the road, and that Anton Hudobin is playing the majority of his starts away from Dallas, and he's for, he's performed pretty well. And I, I'm not sure how to take that. In some ways, are you protecting Ben Bishop in, in some capacity? Because you know, typically I think you should play better at home than you do uh, away from your, your building. But it, it's interesting what the Stars coaching staff has elected to do with uh, Ben Bishop and the starts that he gets and where he gets them. But that's for another topic down the road. But I have said over the last couple of years, I think Vasilevsky is the best goaltender in the league, not because his statistics are that much better than everybody else. It's because the way the Lightning play allow for a lot of dangerous scoring opportunities, game in and game out, that I think even a very good goaltender would let those goals in. And I thought Vasi, especially last year, was just so great in those high-pressured situations where Players are in the slots. They're 15 feet away. They can pick their corners. And most times, Vasilevsky would come through in a big, big way. Now, again, when it mattered the most, let's be very fair, in the series against Columbus, he wasn't great. But Borovsky was slightly better. And that was one of the main reasons why Columbus was able to defeat Tampa Bay uh, four games to nothing. I, I still have a hard time actually saying Columbus sweeping Tampa Bay four games to nothing because in some ways it just doesn't feel like that should have happened. 
you can maybe accept losing to Columbus in a seven-game series or in a six-game series. But again, to lose uh, four straight with that type of team, yeah, that still is going to sting, I think, with everybody involved within the organization. But again, I digress. And last night, I didn't think Vassy was particularly strong. In fact, you know, when you take a look at the roster last night, just about everybody had a good game for Tampa Bay. And it's not to single out Vasilevsky. In fact, his teammates and his coaches, they won't do that. And I know it's, it's been brought up. John Cooper's been asked it before about does the team need to start picking up Vasilevsky a bit more because he's been so good over the last couple of years picking up his teammates. And you can tell there's a real hesitation by the coaching staff and the players to really say anything negative regarding Vasi and the way he's playing this year. But all you have to do is either watch the games or look at his statistics. And I think by doing either one of those, you'll come away and say, yeah, he hasn't been as good as the last couple of years. And I think that's fair to say, and I think that's a, a fair critique. But let me make this comment, and I want to get your feedback on it, at Greg Linelli. I think there's a better chance that Andre Vasilevsky gets back to being the best goaltender in the league than there is of the Tampa Bay Lightning being a lot better defensively, at least the way they have talked about in training camp. And that's not to say there aren't going to be improvements with this Lightning team, with the way they have the puck and what they do with the puck. Maybe it's being less risky. Maybe it's a little bit more chip and chase. And I actually think we saw a lot of that against the Dallas Stars. And, you know, they had a couple of breakdowns with some line changes and we keep seeing some of those breakdowns that's a bit disturbing because it shouldn't happen with a team that's as experienced as Tampa Bay it does happen and you know I think some of these things have been going on for a while and I think Tampa Bay has been able to overcome those because the goaltending has been able to bail them out so I think if the goaltending that's why I, I'm stressing so much that if, if Vasilevsky doesn't get back to being at least close to elite I think the Lightning are going to have a hard time winning the Stanley Cup. And while I know people are going to sit there and say, you can say that for any team, I think it's particularly true with the Lightning because I don't think they are great defensively. And I don't know if Vassy has a tough game and is a little leaky, that their defense is going to shore things up and really shut it down so their offense can climb back and, and get things going. I just don't think they're built that way, folks. And I'm not sure that's a knock on the team in any way because I think they've won a lot of games playing with a really good offense, dictating play, and having elite goaltending. I don't think that formula is a bad formula. And I also think you have to take into consideration the personnel that they do have. I give credit to the coaching staff for at least trying to get these guys to be a little more cognizant of where they are on the ice, what they're doing with the puck, and being a little less risky. And I think it's been a mixed bag, and I think their, their record reflects that. But I also think the record reflects what their goaltenders have done this year, which is be up and down. And, you know, McElhaney, throw him in there with Vasilevsky. Uh, I think they've been pretty good, not great. And that's not championship caliber. That's not Stanley Cup caliber goaltending that you're expecting. So I'm asking you the question, which do you have more faith in? Vasilevsky regaining his elite form as a netminder in the league or Tampa Bay really taking it to another level defensively and being better with the puck and being less risky. I think in a perfect world, Vassy gets better, becomes elite again this year, and the team makes strides in becoming a better defensive team. Still flaws that are popping up, no doubt about that. I don't think this team will ever be great defensively. But if they can make some improvements with their structure, with their mindset when they have the puck, in addition to getting Vassy back to being elite, I think Tampa Bay is going to be in really good 
a really good spot heading into the playoffs. And when I talk about the playoffs, folks, let's be very clear. You take a look at the standings right now, and I know a lot of people are panicking, and you shouldn't. The Lightning have only played 33 games. They got 38 points. They're one point behind Buffalo for third place in the Atlantic. Buffalo's played three more games than they have. Montreal's got 40 points through 35 games. They're two points in front of Tampa Bay, but they've played two more games. And while you can't bank on the games in hand and Tampa Bay winning those and eventually taking over the second or third spot in uh, the division, I think it does speak to this isn't a team that is in desperate mode, that they're on life support. I don't think we're anywhere near that right now. You know, if the Lightning had been losing six games in a row, five games in a row, and were really struggling to put some wins together, then I think we could have a conversation. You know, if they were playing uh, like the Ottawa Senators, like the Devils, then yes, obviously things were going to have to be tinkered with and, and possibly big changes. But that's not happening right now. And I think for a lot of you, it's psychological. You see Tampa Bay not as one of the top three teams in the Atlantic, and you're thinking, my goodness, the end of the world is happening. What's going to go on with our Tampa Bay Lightning? But the bottom line is they still have a couple of games in hand, and I still think they're in a pretty good spot to make the playoffs. I took some tweets from some people last night during the last call. I didn't have a chance to address on the air, but I want to do that uh, right now. And this goes to uh, the Ying to Eric's Yang. Why does every goalie play so great against us? Simsanov, Udobin, Varlamov. When does it turn into we just aren't finishing? Well, listen, I'm not disagreeing with the premise there. I mean, I think some goaltenders are performing very well against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And you know what, folks? As you've heard me say, I think great goaltending will be great offense on a lot of different occasions. How many times do you think a team came away playing the Tampa Bay Lightning in the last couple of years and said, boy, oh boy, I mean, at what point do we just have to give the goaltender credit and say they're beating us? I know Tampa Bay is supremely skilled, but if you get a goaltender like Udobin yesterday that basically is stopping every dangerous opportunity he gets in that game, then what more can you do? I thought the Lightning outshot, you know, Dallas um, more than two to one. I think they had 80 shot attempts in the game. They just couldn't finish. And if Tampa Bay plays like they did last night, you're not always going to run into a hot goaltender every game. Yes, it can happen in a playoff series. It can happen during a playoff run. It can happen during a two- or three-week stretch. It can happen for a whole season like we saw with Vasilevsky basically last year. But I think sometimes, people, you have to take a step back and say, give credit to the other team. And the sooner you can stop comparing this team to last year's team, I think the better off you'll be. You'll be surprised at how much better you can see things when it comes to Tampa Bay. Last year was fluky. You know, the Lightning, even when they didn't play well, they were able to outscore teams and outscore their problems. They can't do that this year. It's a completely different year. The goaltending hasn't been as good, and we've seen breakdowns structurally and mentally that have allowed this team to hover around 500 and not be in a playoff spot 33 games in. But that's my point. We're only 33 games into the season, and I, I can't for the life of me, for some of you, and th this is the part that I, I don't understand, if you don't think Tampa Bay is a good team, fine. But you got to lay it out in a rational and a coherent way. My take is this. If you're under the impression that they needed to face adversity last year, and that was the big reason why they were swept against Columbus, well, they're facing adversity this year, and you're, you're still willing to write them off. I don't get it. The numbers suggest that Tampa Bay, for the most part, is playing 
very similar to what we saw last year, at least offensively. Face-offs, they're a bit better right now. They're scoring goals at a pretty good clip. Yeah, I think you can make a case that, you know, Braden Point hasn't been as dynamic this year, maybe as last year, and maybe Ryan McDonough and Eric Chernak as a pair haven't been as great this year as they were last year. And I think you can look at some individual performances and say, you know, some of those guys need to pick it up. But then, you know, for every time you say that uh, Braden Points or Yanni Gord need to be getting back to where they were last year, I can sit there and say, well, Palat, Kalorn, Sorelli uh, are really performing maybe beyond what you thought, particularly Kalorn and Palat. And I think those are, are fair things to point out moving forward. But why are you making a snap judgment on this team 33 games in when the playoffs don't start for another, what is it, 49 games? I mean, 49 games. This team is one point out of a playoff spot in the Atlantic Division, and you would think that they've got the worst record in the Eastern Conference based off of what you people are saying. And again, you can critique all you want. Some of you have critiqued, and it's very valid. As I, I've been critiquing the team. But I'm also, I think looking at this a bit logical and saying, I get it. They aren't playing as well as you would like. Or let me get, let me say this. They aren't getting the results from playing pretty well that you would, uh, that you would like to see. There's no doubt about that. I mean, last night there was for sure should have been two points banked by the Tampa Bay Lightning. They only get one. And maybe we have seen that happen more times than not this year. I understand that. It's frustrating and... Um, nobody's more frustrated than the guys in that locker room. But they are playing a certain way. The difference is last year they were getting that bounce. This year they're not. But that doesn't mean this year is a waste. It doesn't mean they can't grow and learn from some of their mistakes. I think they can. Uh, the adversity they're going through right now, folks, I think is a good thing. You can't sit here and say they needed to go through adversity last year, and then when they go through adversity this year say, well, they need to be better. Adversity is basically not playing particularly well during a certain stretch when things are going against you. And basically, I think this team is finding that out right now. But the bottom line is they've been able to string enough wins together where they're not that far removed from a playoff spot. And I think until uh, we're at least, what, 40, 45 games in, or at least until those games in hand are made up, I think we have to reserve some judgment just a bit. Just a bit. I thought Nikita Kucherov was excellent last night. Uh, the pass he had to Kalorn on the power play goal was a thing of beauty. I want to get to Mikhail Sergachev and his play recently. Brian Engblom and I talked about this on the last call. I want to give you my thoughts on where he is as a player and is he ready to be a top four for this Lightning team. We'll talk to Jason Collimore when we return at Greg Linelli on Twitter. Back after this on Lightning Power Play. You're listening to Lightning Power Play Live. Kita Kutrop left circle. Crosses Johnson right circle. Jump score! Oh, what a snipe! The latest news, interviews, and more with your host, Greg Linelli. He would not be denied! On Lightning Power Play. All right, Lightning Power Play Live rolls along on a Friday. We've been recapping the Lightning's loss to the Stars last night in overtime. Just a weird game. Lightning, I think, have to feel really good about the way they played, except the results, and that's what we want to talk about with our good friend Jason Collimore, former Lightning defenseman and Stanley Cup champ, joins us via the phone line tonight. And, Kelly, great to be with you. And 
Boy, you know, there are some games where the Lightning lose and you, you can point to a couple of breakdowns in the game and say, yeah, that, that really hurt them. And then there was a game like last night where, for the most part, they dominated from top to bottom. Dallas's goaltender was really good, and uh, it's hard to say that you'd be completely displeased with how they played last night outside of the result. No, I, w- I wouldn't say that at all. I would say you're happy with the way they played as far as if you looked at, you know, the, the effort and... and you know, like you said, the only thing that you are happy with is the result. Although they still get a point. I mean, which right now, I mean, I think every point right now is is key for them to get. Of course, they would like to have gotten the second one. Um, you know, and it, it's kind of a, I'm sure they're looking at it as a little bit of a missed opportunity as a group. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's sometimes that happens. You, you come up. Uh, against the goalie, you pepper them with shots. I think at one time it, they had uh, the shots were three to one yeah. for the Lightning. So, I mean, the 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 tough part, and I mean I'm not a goalie, but I, I gotta imagine it's tough. You know, I imagine sometimes you'd rather be the goalie if you're playing well, making the stops, getting all those shots rather than, you know, kind of being at the other end, just standing around and knowing that there's going to be a, a time where your team needs you and you have to be ready. And I imagine that's pretty difficult mentally on a goalie to be able to do that. And, you know, that's that's something that, you know, Vazzy had to do last night. And, I mean, I, I, I was reading Twitter and there's a lot of people pointing the finger at Vazzy and, you know, saying – you know, he should have made a stop, soft this, soft goal there. Um, yeah, he could have made made one stop, one of those on one of those goals, and, and made the difference. I don't think he played bad. I don't think it, it was they were terrible goals. Um, but you also have to look at there was two goals that I know of that I remember that were bad changes on the Lightning. Yeah, the Lightning uh, guys were making changes as Dallas is going in on the offense and you know, that that's not a good time to be changing. And that's part of the problem too. In a game like that, they're getting so many opportunities offensively that they're expelling all their energy in the offensive zone. And then when it's time to go back, they don't have anything left. So they go and change the other team ends up getting goals. So is Vassy a victim of his own success? Cause I, I think that's kind of where we are right now. Let's, let's go to the goaltender situation. You look at the numbers, they're pretty ordinary. 2.88 goals against nine zero six eight percentage. You and I both know that the lightning give up a lot of scoring chances over the last few years because of the way they play. They just do Bishop and Vasilevsky for the most part, when they were starters, uh, Vassy now, of course, Bishop, when he was here, uh, more times than not, Kali, for a lack of a better term, saved Tampa Bay's butt a, a number of times. It's one of the reasons why I think Vassie is considered the best goaltender, in my opinion, over the last couple of years, because he probably had to face more high, dangerous, risky shots than most goaltenders on a playoff-type team because of the way the Lightning play. With that being said, it's pretty clear he's not making those saves as consistently. So when you look at it, is it as simple as saying, you know what? Yeah, I know the team wants to play differently. I know they want to play less risky. I know they want to be better defensively, and they have to. But my opinion is, I think there's a better chance of Vassy turning it around and being better in net than there is Tampa Bay cutting down on the mistakes, being less risky, 
and not having bad line changes because I feel like those are things we have seen over the last couple of years that really it hasn't changed too much. Yeah, I I, I do agree with you, and I think you know I I think for for Vasi it's it's different. It's a different game for him. Like last night, you look at I mean I'm not sure what the exactly the shot totals ended up after overtime, but uh, I think there was like 18 shots. Yeah, Tampa Bay. First. Tampa Bay had forty-eight shots on goal. Yeah, forty-eight. So Udobin stopped forty-five of forty-eight. Vassy sixteen of twenty. Right. So you know, and 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 Vassy, like last year, he was on the other end of that. You know, he was seeing the the forty-five shots. Uh, Tampa wasn't getting quite as many shots in that, but they were capitalizing on their opportunities and, and, and winning those games. It's a different state mentally for a goalie to be in there in a game, depending on which side you're in on this. You know, like I said, it, it, it's got to be tough to be standing around and waiting. And sometimes you'd rather be getting more consistent work as a goalie. Um, you know, I... But, but and the other thing is, though, I mean, you look at all last year to play at such a high level throughout the whole season, you know, that's another thing mentally that, that's got to wear on somebody. I don't know what whether it's that, um, I, but I do agree with you. I think part of it might also be you look at the, the regular season that they had, and it was so phenomenal and then not to come through in the playoffs, I mean, maybe guys are are kind of looking at it like we just need to get in the playoffs and then turn it up. Like, I, I'd rather see them play like they are now, make playoffs, and and make a run in playoffs than do what they did last year. I'm sure everyone would agree with that. Um, but, yeah, we, we would like to see some some of those runs that they went on as far as, putting a lot of games, a lot of wins together. But, you know, you look at the last, gosh, I don't know, three, three, four weeks, I think they've played pretty well consistently. Yeah. I mean, you don't really have that sort of step back that, that we have been seeing. I think they've been playing well. You know, obviously last night they just didn't get, you know, the two points and, and they only ended up getting one. But, I mean, come on, you look at the, the way they dominated them, the way they dominated the Ducks when they played them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those, those types of uh, teams, I think they're on a good path. I, I mean, and I know that's kind of weird to say, and everyone's kind of looking at it like, we, you know, they, the expectations for the whole team, not just for Vazzy, are, are really high, really high. And, you know, sometimes it, it's hard to live up to those expectations and, and – you know, I don't know exactly what they need to do to please everyone. You know, win every game, it's not going to happen. Well, you know but what it is? playing well. Yeah, you know what it is, Kali, too? It's, everybody's comparing this year to last year. You can't do that. I also think a lot of people are looking at Tampa Bay from a macro level and saying it's a group that hasn't broken through to win a cup over the last five years. And they feel like if there are some deficiencies in their game right now, that somehow this is going to be a reflection on how well they underperform in the playoffs this year, assuming they get there. I think it's a lot of just built-up frustration with this core group of players over the last four or five years that have come up short 
uh, when they've had leads in the playoffs, and last year it kind of came crumbling down, and now that yeah. they're facing a bit of adversity, it's, well, fire the coach. It's maybe Vassy's not as good as we thought. It's, you know, Kucherov's a problem. Everybody starts nitpicking. I don't think that's leaking into the locker room for sure, but you mentioned Twitter. It can be very toxic. I don't think that's the majority of the opinion, but I think that's where some of the frustration is. At least that's the way I read it. Yeah, I, I mean, to, to me, I feel like this whole season needs to play out right to the end of playoffs. I mean, you can't you can't point to, you know, the coach should be fired or this player's not that good or that player's not as good as, as we thought they were. Because if you look at this year, the regular season, if they make playoffs, they make a big run. I mean, are we going to be saying that at the end of the year? I don't think so. I like, think I, I mean I think this needs to end with them winning a Stanley Cup. I mean to talk about stating the obvious, well, but I, I think yeah. if they have a deep run again, and let's say they come up short, particularly the way they've done it the last couple of years, outside of what happened last season where they've been up three-two uh, in the conference finals and and have fallen four-three. Um, I think for a lot of people, and maybe even the players, if you pulled them aside and asked them, I mean, I, I think. We've been talking a lot about how good they've been. I think it needs to. I think it needs to end with the Stanley Cup. Yeah, well, I, I mean, obviously, you you win the Stanley Cup, and you're not going to say, "Oh, we should have been better." <laughs> you know, it's for one sure. Of those things. You, you, that's what that's what you're doing it for. That's what your your the ultimate goal is every year. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean. You, you can't expect a team to win every game. You expect them to play well. You expect them to put forth the effort, and you expect them to. Uh, you're, you're, they're going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes in every game. It's can the other team capitalize? Can you capitalize on on the, your opponent's mistakes? The the thing is, when you see those same mistakes happening over and over and over and over again, and they don't get corrected, I, and I don't see that happening. I mean, you look at uh, Kucherov; he didn't play much in the third period, uh, the game before, and he comes out, and, and I felt he had a strong game. I mean, he was, uh, and, and and that's that's something that that uh, you know coaches are there to do to try to push buttons. If they don't feel like some, they're getting the production out of someone, you get them upset. You know, Kucherov was pissed, and he wanted to prove himself again. You know, and then, you know, it's not necessarily the relationship you want as a coach with a player. As a player with a coach, you want the coach to like you and have you out there all the time and, and be someone you rely on. But there's there's sometimes where where you gotta be, you know, sort of told that uh, you know we're, if you keep doing that, we're not gonna put up with it. And I, I think that's what happened a little bit. And again, it's it's being made more of to the fans in the media than it is in the dressing room. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, they've talked about it and, and, and got it figured out, and then they're moving forward from it. For sure. And I think the response Kucherov had last night is what John Cooper was hoping. And I think that's exactly the way it needs to be handled. But you never know with today's athletes. I think today's athletes are different than athletes 15, 20 years ago. I think in some ways today's athletes can be a bit more sensitive I also think today's athletes make a lot more money than these coaches, and sometimes there could be, I don't want to say entitlement, but you have to handle these players, I think, a bit differently than you did 15, 20 years ago. But John Cooper, 
what he's the longest tenured coach right now in the National Hockey League. He's been with his core group of players for a long time. I think he gets them. And as long as there's a respect factor between the two, what he did a couple of nights ago against the Senators with Kucherov, you know, isn't a big deal as long as he understands that Kucherov is the type of player that's going to respond in a positive way. And I think he did. And so I think we'd have to say that John Cooper pushed the right button in that situation. Jason Collimore is going to stay with us for one more segment on the show at Greg Linnelli on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with me, you can. Back after this on Lightning Power Play. You're listening to Lightning Power Play Live. Shot taken, Morgan! What a save by Vasilevsky! No rebound! The latest news, interviews, and more. No. With your host, Greg Lanelli. Really? On Lightning Power Play. Lightning Power Play Live rolls along. Jason Cullimore has been gracious enough to hang on for one more segment here on Lightning Power Play Live. Again, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, you can, at Greg Linelli. A couple more questions for Cully. You mentioned Kucherov. I thought he was really good last night. I don't think that's a surprise coming off the benching. I want to ask you, you played a lot of years in the National Hockey League. You played with some really great players. How many times did a star player, legitimate MVP candidate star player, get benched for a couple of periods when you played? How unusual is that? And what did you make of that decision by John Cooper now that we can look back on it? And do you feel like uh, he's going to have to hold other players now accountable, whether it's Victor Hedman and Steven Stamkos, if they do something that's pretty egregious in a game? Well, I, I think there was a lot of messages sent th- this week. Kudrov, you know, sitting during a game. Uh, Joseph being sent down to the minors. I mean, th- these are these are things where players take notice, and y- you start thinking, okay, if it can happen to them, it can happen to me. And especially when it's it's your star player with Kudrov, if if they're if they're willing to sit Kudrov for a period because of his play. Is there anybody on the bench that's safe? I don't think so. So it gets everyone, as, as much as it was a message being sent to Kucherov, it was also a message being sent to the whole team. And I've seen it happen. I think, um, you know, when when I was playing here in Tampa, when, when John Tortorella took over, he benched Benny LeCavier. And everyone took notice. And it was okay. Everybody's responsible for their own play, and if you don't play well, then you're not going to get as much ice time or any ice time. And then it made everybody accountable for their play, and it was something that we didn't have before. That it was kind of, it was kind of let the young guys play because we have to get them better. Um, no matter what happens, they're going to be going out there the next shift. And 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 so there's something to be said to that. I mean, when you're a younger player, you're going to make mistakes, that type of thing. But Again, sometimes a message has to be sent, and I, I don't think it's uh, unusual. I think it happens more than than uh, than we notice. I mean, obviously now though, with, with social media, you notice everything that happens all the time. So, but like I said, I'm I'm sure it wasn't something. I, I'm sure it wasn't something that anybody liked. I don't think the coach liked to do it, wanted to do it. I don't think Kutrov obviously didn't like being sat for a period, um, you know, but hopefully moving forward. And, and this is the other thing, and, and you stated it uh, when you were talking before, they're going through adversity. Adversity is good. 
you know, adversity is something that makes you stronger. It's something that, that will force these players as a team to come together. Um, they'll feel battle-tested when it comes to playoffs. Um, you know, it's something that maybe was missing a little bit last year, um, that they didn't have that adversity until playoffs came, and they weren't able to push through it. And so we're seeing that now. We're seeing them go through some stuff now. And I think in the long run, it's going to be a good thing. Yeah, for the record, I think this adversity is good for them, uh, obviously, depending on them making the playoffs. And I agree with you. I think we have to let this play out. I'm not making really any judgments too much right now. Although, again, I am keeping an eye on the goaltending. And to your point, Kali, we might not know once playoffs start. Does Vasi turn it up a notch? Does he... Uh, continue to kind of be up and down because I, I've said, and I don't, I don't think I'm saying anything that um, is is too revealing here. If Vassy's not great, they don't win a cup. I just think that's the way the team's built. I, I think they can score with the best of them. I think they have a pretty good decor on the back end. I think they're going to be a team that always turns the puck over at times because of the way they play. But the one constant over the last five, six years has been great goaltending. And if that isn't there in the playoffs, again, you can say that for any team, but I think especially for Tampa Bay and the way they're built, I don't think it matters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Maybe I'm being too simplistic it, about it. Maybe I'm being too simplistic about it, but I, no, I, I, that's how I no, feel. No, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, it is. They're going to rely. But, and, and it's like you said, any team that makes a long run or make, wins the Stanley Cup relies on their goalie. Yes. And, and they, you have to have good goaltending. Uh, to be able to win a championship. Um, it, it's arguably, it's not arguably, I, I believe it's the most important position in, in hockey on the team. Maybe in all of sports? I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's uh, you know, they, they make a huge difference on, on, on the games. You know, and, and you can point to, well, uh, you know, they're not going to necessarily you know, win games for you. And no, but they'll steal games away from the other team. I mean, they can't necessarily score goals unless they're they're hextall in there. But it's uh, yeah, it, it it's the most important uh, position. It really can get in the other team's head when they come against uh, a hot goalie, and you know all of a sudden they feel like they can't score. Um, they start maybe making plays off offensively that they wouldn't normally do because they're trying to push things a little bit. And it just uh, you know ripples through through the whole team, and and, and not just offensively. Then also on defensively, there's issues. It's, yeah, it's it's the most important uh, position, and I, I I believe you're right when you say that that they're going to rely on Vasi, and and they're going to need him, especially when it comes to playoffs. Hopefully, you know we'll we'll see him turn it on this year. It, if and when they make it. So a position you're very familiar with. He played it at a high level and, and did it very well. Uh, I had this conversation with Brian Engblom last night. And uh, on the last call, I want to get your thoughts on it. I think Victor Hedman's their best defenseman. I think you can make a case Ryan McDonough might be their best defensive defenseman. I think Mikhail Sergachev is playing the best right now. If he continues this play, first off, I want to know if you agree with that. And if you do, do you think Sergachev now needs to get back into the conversation of being a top-four defenseman and maybe even being paired with Victor Hedman. I know they like him with Shattenkirk, and it's been very effective. But I feel like 
for me, I'd rather see Sergachev in a top four role playing with a Victor Hedman, or even Shattenkirk for that matter, than a Jan Ruta. And maybe I just still haven't warmed to the idea of Jan Ruta being in a top four for this team who has Stanley Cup aspirations. Doesn't mean I don't think he should be playing, but a top four I think is more significant. I just think Sergachev is... He's playing physical now, Cully, and maybe that's the part of his game he needed to develop to become a complete defenseman. You tell me, do you feel like he is playing some of the best hockey of his career? And would you like to see him maybe take on a bigger role playing possibly with a guy like Victor Hedman? Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that statement. I think he's playing the best he's played uh, you know, since he started here. Um, part of that is, you know, I, I think his first year, uh, he was doing extremely well offensively, uh, defensively. We were seeing, you know, some things there, some holes in his game. I think last year the defensive part came on, and and in his mind he struggled offensively. Um, this year we're seeing the offense come back, especially on the power play, um, and his confidence has grown. I think through that and and, and defensively, I think. He's gotten bigger, stronger. He's really strong on his feet. That's something that, that you can notice with him. He is playing more physical defensively. Um, I think they like where things are right now. I think they they probably look at him as uh, playing the, the left side with, with Shattenkirk is uh, is where they w- would like him. I think that's why you see Ruta up with, uh, with Hedman. Um, I don't know if they'd want to switch him from the left side to the right side. We know that they focus on that, and, and it could be something that maybe Sergachev has said. You know, maybe he prefers the left side. I, I don't know. The other thing is, you know, having him paired with Shattenkirk, and maybe you know he's not seeing the other team's top lines. Um, it gives him a little opportunity to play a little more offensively. You know, playing partnering with someone like Shattenkirk, who is is good with the puck and can shoot, and you know they 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 seem to be doing really well there. They play together on the power play, so I don't know. I uh, I, I would like to see that that uh, you know move up to the top four, but I I don't necessarily see now the way they have it. There's no drop off. I mean, you could put uh, any D pairing out there at any time against other teams' top lines and, and feel confident with it. So I don't necessarily see it changing this year, especially. Yeah. But you, but you, you never know. You never know what, what, uh, what if it's necessary, if, if there's a necessity to make that move and make those changes down the road, maybe uh, injury or, or the way someone's playing. But right now I think it, it, it's, it's working well. Um, and um, I, don't, I don't necessarily see them changing it. Kali, before we let you go, and again, appreciate uh, all the time breaking it down here. The Lightning have two more games before the Christmas break. Is that a um, a distraction for an athlete, knowing that the, the Christmas break is coming up? You're going to have some time with family and friends. These last couple of games before the break, everybody's a professional. We get it. But can these be somewhat challenging? Uh, they can be, but I, they're not as challenging as you might think. Um, I think every player puts you kind of break the season up and you say, okay, I'm, you know, this is the next point that we're, we're looking for. This is the next segment of games we're going to put together and let's get, make a push here. And, and, you know, these 
opponents that we're playing are are very tough in the, in this part of our schedule, and we have to be on our game. So you look at it and you segment things that way. I think guys are going to be looking forward to having a day or two off. I mean, you always do, and um, kind of you know reset and maybe relax and you know take a breath and the, there's no pressure on you when when you have those days off. So. Other than that, I don't think so. I think we've seen with the Lightning, we've, we've talked about this, I think, last year we talked about it quite a bit. Um, you know, whether there's a letdown during a break or um, the bye week and all that stuff. And this team seems to do pretty well when it when it comes to that. Well, Kali, let me be the first one to wish you a uh, very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays with uh, your family. Enjoy the time off. I don't think we're going to be doing our show on Friday mainly because I'm going to be in Pittsburgh uh, one last time celebrating uh, Christmas at my parents' house. They're going to be selling their homes. The whole family is doing their shindig up there. So I will, we will not be doing a show, obviously, Christmas, Thursday or Friday. We'll be back in the saddle on Saturday as Tampa Bay gets back into, uh, into action there. But um, we'll do it again in a couple of weeks. And, um, sounds good. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Be safe. Did you talk your parents into moving down to Florida? Well, you know what? That might be another conversation, Cully. I don't know. I don't know. We just moved. Maybe maybe they want to come down. I don't know. Tis the season. You know, a bunch of surprises. You just you just never know. Well, Cully, again, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it as always. Safe uh, holidays. Merry Christmas. And we'll do it again in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Same to you, Greg. All right, there he goes, our good friend Jason Cullimore here on Lightning Power Play Live. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap up the show Hit me up on Twitter, at Greg Linelli. What did you make of the game last night? Disappointed, obviously, in the result, but do you feel like the Lightning are playing a lot better than the record indicates? And do you agree with me, again, when we take a look at Andre Vasilevsky, that I've got more faith in him snapping out of his little funk than I do Tampa Bay really becoming a better defensive team? We can certainly break that all down when we return on Lightning Power Play. You're listening to Lightning Power Play Live. Crosby, open in front, backhand shot. What a save. miraculous stop. The latest news, interviews, and more. Finally! With your host, Greg Lanelli. Oh, the relief on his face. On Lightning Power Play. All right, a guy who I think has been playing very well this season, particularly the last couple of weeks, has been Mikhail Sergachev. And uh, was able to get a goal last night, got the assist on the Palat goal because he's shooting the puck. We know he's playing with Kevin Shattenkirk at times, and it seems like that pair has been very effective. I think the question we have to ask ourselves is, has Mikhail Sergachev started to take that next step in his development in becoming a top-four defenseman for this team? You know, we know that Jan Roots is playing with uh, Victor Hedman, and I think they like that pairing for sure. You know, that righty-lefty combination, Ruta, I think, has played well, and uh, kudos to him. He's allowed himself to be in the lineup, and it's pretty clear that he is ahead of Luke Shen when it comes to defensemen on this team. Braden Coburn skated with his uh, teammates today. I don't know what that means for his availability coming up, but it seems like maybe he is uh, ready to go sooner uh, rather than later. But that being said... If Jan Roots is in your top four, do you still have reservations about your defense core? Mikhail Sergachev has made strides this year because I think he's playing more physical. And the questions about his offensive ability never were really 
uh, in doubts. I think you wanted to see him just be better in his own zone. And, you know, look, being 21, 22 years old, I think he's a guy that that's going to continue to get better with time. But I'm wondering, when you take a look at his body of work here, do you like him staying with Shattenkirk? Or would you like to see him at some point move up with Victor Hedman and play a bit more? Had 19 minutes of ice time yesterday. Victor Hedman's getting 23 to 24 minutes. I don't know if more time would be good for Sergachev, but I'm wondering if playing with a guy like Hedman would continue to give him more confidence in becoming what the Lightning eventually hope he can become, which is a top-four defenseman who can produce points. He talked to the media after the game, and he's liking what he sees from his Lightning teammates. Here's Mikhail Sergachev from last night on Lightning Power Play. Mikhail, is it hard to continue to have these games where you guys have the puck so much and you do so many good things, especially in the offensive zone, and you find yourself on the wrong side of results? Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of chances to just uh, get a break down and score goals. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's our little problem. And uh, But outside of that, we uh, didn't give much, I, I thought. We uh, we played good enough. It, is it just come down to scoring a couple more goals? Or, you know, as you guys try to play a little bit more of a different style uh, in terms of trying to make sure the puck doesn't stay in your head, are you in the position right now where maybe you think you need to score next to one? I mean, we're... I thought we we played a pretty good game. We uh, we were good defensively. We just uh, gave them a couple chances to scored. and uh, I mean we didn't change the way we played. We uh, play simple, and uh, then plays open up. We we make plays. So uh, yeah, it just uh, all comes down to score goals. Do you have to maintain that positive attitude because of all the good things you guys are doing? Yeah, I mean we obviously we got to stay positive because. Uh, we're doing a lot of good things, and uh, guys are playing pretty, pretty well. You know, getting to the dirty areas uh, in front of that, in the corners, battling for pucks. Uh, um, I thought we were hard to play against down low uh, in their zone, and uh, you know, just didn't go in. Uh, it's gonna go in next game probably. All right, Mikhail Sergachev after the game last night, and again, his progression as a legitimate top four defenseman is something that we need to keep an eye on because I think that's going to be a huge benefit to this team moving forward, and I think it already has paid some dividends right now. Uh, if you agree with me about um, the lightning and turning things around, as I said before, I have better faith and more confidence that Vasilevsky is going to regain his elite status as a uh, NHL goaltender than I do Tampa Bay really becoming a great defensive team. And, you know, a lot of times when you take a look at Tampa Bay's numbers over the last couple of years, uh, it hasn't been so much they're a great defensive team. It was their goaltending really was phenomenal. And I think, again, that was why I made the case so many times that Vasi was the best goaltender in the league. Um, and right now he's not playing like that. There's no doubt about that. You know, what do you do if you're John Cooper? Do you sit the guy a couple of more starts than you typically would? You know, I think Vasilevsky thrives on playing as much as possible. Uh, maybe for him, he just needs to play his way out of that. I mean, I expect him to start tomorrow against Washington, and I expect him to, to start Monday against the Panthers. And uh, hopefully he can feel good about his game uh, after those two starts. But as far as I'm concerned, that's where I am when it comes to Vasilevsky. I understand some people want to bench him. I understand some people want to look at Vassie and say John Cooper needs to get him going. Obviously, you know, if if they could, they would. I think, again, this is going to fall just solely on Vasilevsky. He's going to have to turn this around. And I think for him, you want to see him get on a streak. If he gets on a streak, things are moving, things are, are pretty good, then, you know, for me, Vasilevsky will, will turn this around. But... 
Uh, I never played net, so I can't uh, give you an idea of what's going through his head. Uh, all I can tell you is the last um, you know, few starts, some of the goals that we've seen go through him, we really didn't see that much last year. At Greg Linnelli on Twitter, if you want to get in touch with me, you can. Tomorrow, the Lightning gets set to take on the Capitals on the road. That's going to be a tough game, no doubt about that. And now the Lightning are in a position where, you know, you want to try and these last maybe two games, if you can, get three or four points. I mean, obviously you want to sweep, but, you know, in Washington, that's going to be a tall order, no doubt. But again, if Vassie gets back to being elite even tomorrow, that certainly gives you an opportunity to do that. But Washington's a really good team, and I think the Lightning understand that. Um, You have to be opportunistic against them. Expect a physical game on the road. But I think if you're Tampa Bay, stay out of the penalty box. Give yourself an opportunity to pick up points tomorrow. And the way you do that is stay out of the penalty box, minimize mistakes. If you can do that and Vassie can get back to being great, then there's a real good opportunity that you can come away with points. And then, of course, against the the Florida Panthers on Monday, you know, again, closest thing to a must-win game, 35 games into the season, because the Florida Panthers are kind of hovering around the same spot you are. I think the Lightning are the better team. They've shown that this year going against Florida. But if you can get a win against them uh, on the 23rd, you know, heading into Christmas break, and you got Montreal on the 28th, Detroit on the 29th, and then Buffalo on the 31st. Think about that stretch right there. You've got four Atlantic Division teams in a row starting on the 23rd. Florida, Montreal, Detroit, and Buffalo. And quite frankly, you might be able to make the case that you could see Vassie uh, in those four starts as well. And I think that's one of the scenarios where John Cooper understands there's a break coming up. You're going to have some time to rest. And I think when you take a look at Vasilevsky getting the opportunity to start and play a bunch of games, I think that's going to happen coming up here very shortly. And they're all Atlantic Division games. You can win those games, put yourself in a very, very good spot. It's going to wrap up our show tonight. Thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate the the love that you give us here on the show. We'll be with you again tomorrow. Pre-game will start at 5.30 with my show leading into the network pre-game at 6.30. And then, of course, we give way to Dave Mishkin and Kaylee Chelios. Tyler Mataratz will be one of my guests tomorrow. Look forward to that. And uh, we'll get him going from Sirius XM NHL Radio. All right, everybody, have a great Friday. We'll talk to you tomorrow as the Lightning gets set to take on the Caps. And you can hear it right here on Lightning Power Play.